This is Cosmic Coffee Time, the place where we take a look at what's happening somewhere in the universe in about the time it takes to have a coffee. It's cosmology in a cup. I'm Andrew Prestich, and join me for a coffee and see where in the universe we're going this time. If you want to request an episode topic or just say hi, send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We recently completed a series on the planets in our solar system. One interesting characteristic of the solar system is that the distances of the planets from the sun follow a rule of spacing. Extending outward from the sun, the orbit of a planet is roughly double the distance of the previous planet. This is the Titius-Bode law, or sometimes just Bode's law. It's pretty good at describing the distances of all the planets as far as Uranus. Neptune's a bit rogue and doesn't follow the law. So with Mars and Jupiter being the fourth and fifth planets, you'd expect the orbit of Jupiter would be double the distance of Mars, right? Turns out, no. Jupiter, being the fifth planet, is in the place where you'd expect to see the sixth planet. We have a gap there should be something between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter. Well, it turns out there is. It's not a planet, it's the asteroid belt. The asteroid belt is a region in space mostly between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter, where a whole bunch of asteroids live. The asteroids that live there are all sorts of shapes and sizes, and I mean all sorts. The smallest objects are really just dust particles. The largest of all is the asteroid Ceres, which is about 940 kilometres in diameter. Smaller asteroids are all sorts of random shapes, but Ceres alone is big enough that its own mass pulls it into a spheroid shape. Ceres isn't the only significant asteroid in the belt. There are four major asteroids which make up about half of the mass of the entire asteroid belt. There are Ceres, which we've mentioned, Vesta, Pallas, and Hygieia. While Ceres is 940 kilometres across, the other three are less than 600 kilometres in mean diameter. They orbit the Sun every three and a half to four and a half years completely independently, and no, they don't bump into each other. In fact, the asteroid belt, far from being a cluttered danger zone of speeding rocks, gravel, and mini moons, is in fact mostly empty space. Lots of robotic spacecraft have travelled beyond the orbit of Mars through the asteroid belt without any problems. The chance of colliding with an asteroid has been calculated to about 1 in 1 billion. The mass of all the material in the asteroid belt is only about 4% of the mass of the Moon, and it's spread way out in a donut-shaped region that completely surrounds the Sun. Also remember that half of that mass is in just four objects. So the other smaller objects, and we've identified over 1.1 million of them, make up the remaining 2% of the mass of the Moon. So how did it all get there, or where did it come from? There was a theory that the material in the asteroid belt used to be the fifth planet from the Sun. At some point in the early solar system, there was a catastrophic collision that smashed this planet to pieces, and all the rubble became the asteroid belt. That theory didn't last long. 
there isn't enough material to make up a significant planet. And the asteroids are made of different kinds of material, so it's highly unlikely that it all came from one body. The most likely explanation is that in the early solar system, when all the planets were coalescing out of a huge cloud of rock material, that the asteroids never found their way into one body to form a planet. While other clumps or protoplanets sucked up all the matter in their area to become proper planets, for some reason the asteroids didn't. This might have been because of nearby Jupiter. Jupiter is so massive that it could have perturbed the movement of the asteroid matter and increased the speed it was all moving. Collisions would be too violent for the matter to accrete into a larger body and basically just serve to grind the material down into the small particulate matter that we see in today's asteroid belt. There are some categories of asteroids too. There are the Trojans. These follow the same orbit as Jupiter. They're grouped at points 60 degrees ahead and 60 degrees behind Jupiter in what we call the Lagrangian points. There are the Hilda asteroids that orbit outside the asteroid belt but within the orbit of Jupiter. Another kind are the near-Earth objects, or NEOs. These are asteroids and any other objects that have an orbit that bring them into proximity with the Earth. If it's bigger than 140 metres across and its orbit crosses the orbit of Earth, then they're potentially hazardous objects, or PHOs. Just ask a dinosaur. NASA has an automated system to keep an eye on these, but the risk of a significant impact is low, and the larger the potential impact, the less likely it is to happen. Asteroid 2010 RF-12 could pose a risk in September of 2095, but it's only about 7 metres across, so we shouldn't lose too much sleep over that one. In fact, we should be okay for the next 100 years at least. Remember, if there's something in the universe that you want us to take a closer look at, send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm Andrew Prestige, and I'll see you again soon for another Cosmic Coffee Time.